bright suns, Angelo. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hi, I just got off of Batu. Now I'm off planet. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, wait. You you went? You went to Batu? I did. So so tell me about it. Oh, I'll tell you, Angelo. It all started a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Of Mouse and Men podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It's been a little bit. It's been a few moons. <laughs> My name is Angelo. And I'm Kevin. And today we are talking about Kevin's trip to a land far, far away. We already did that joke. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't, it was a good bit. It was a good no, bit. No, it was. All right, Kevin. So you went to... to Disney World. I went to Disney World. You went to Hollywood Studios. I went to Hollywood Studios. You went to Galaxy's Edge. I went to Galaxy's Edge. You went to Batu. Batu. Black Spire Outpost. Black Spire Outpost. That's how many names we have to get to it's, to it's finally so get many to names. it. Literally, I don't even. People just call it Star Wars Land. You too. went to Star Wars Land, Kevin. I went to Star Wars Land. Yeah. Kevin, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I don't know where to begin. There's so much. <laughs> there's so, so much to cover. So this is just gonna be. All about your experience in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. What you took from it. Opinions, good things, bad things, everything you did. Mm-hmm. So let's just start the first day you went. Yeah, we'll tar- start with my let's first impressions. The, let's start like most stories do in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I went to Galaxy's Edge, we had to go there early because, you know, the boarding passes for Rise of Resistance. Which, are we going to get into the boarding passes right now? No, we will. I'll talk about the but I just okay. got there early. Okay. And I didn't want to go to Galaxy's Edge for the first time at night because it's dark when I right. got there. So I was like, so everyone's rushing to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And I was like, listen, that's going to go down to like 60 minutes later. Right. So I was like, I'm not getting on that. So we went over to Slinky Dog and it was a, <laughs> the, it was a decent wait for Slinky Dog. Over um, the Slinky Dog Dash podcast. <laughs> You can start one, Angela. <laughs> You're on your own for that one. But um, yeah, it's got a great view of Galaxy's Edge. It does. So that was my right? first. That was the first thing I saw. But the morning, these people are crazy, Angelo. It's mostly adults. I mean, there's a few families there, but like running. So the families go to Toy Story Land, and like the adults go to Galaxy's Edge in the okay, morning when they open sense. the gate, and everyone just runs in. Um, and there was a guy when we were heading over to Toy Story Land that just literally darted past me and was like, I want to be a toy. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah. I was like, so this is the morning we're going to (laughs) have. He darts past us. And then there was another guy that he clearly got um, dislocated from the rest of his party. And there was a guy in front of the line and he was behind it. And he's like, go on without me. He's like, just go, keep going. And he's like, we'll come back for you, was the other guy. And I was like, funny. this was all in the set of a morning because everyone's running there. But the thing about um, it in the morning of Hollywood Studios is nobody knows what's going on. you got to <laughs> find somebody with an earpiece who's clearly a higher up at the Disney Parks level. And they know what's going on, but because it changes there every day, it's different. I went twice. Oh, so um, it's more about the boarding passes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's okay. it's a different setup every time you go because they're constantly modifying it to make a better experience. Interesting. But it is. So my first impression when I actually got to go into Galaxy's Edge, um, which we were, entrance did you take? I didn't want to go through Toy Story Land, <laughs> <laughs> so we wa- we actually were in Toy Story Land and we walked around. So we could go through um, the tunnel by Muppets. Okay. And it's pretty cool when you go in. <laughs> um, first thing you know is there's a lot of open space, especially in the resistance area. In the resistance just, forest, right? Yeah, the forest. That's what they call it. And there's just so much open space. There's not really anywhere to sit, like at all. But you can <laughs> buy a Coke that's in a little round thing. <laughs> Those are so cool. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's very wide open it's just in the resistance area it gets more crowded when you get to like the marketing places but like the resistance area is just open area and rise of resistance is right there so you're walking through the resistance areas mm-hmm. does anything spectacular happen there or no you'll see ray chewbacca periodically they're walking by that's pretty cool ray just walks past me i'm like oh my god ray just passed <laughs> me she passed me one time and it was like she was on a mission and i was like there you go ray kevin this, this is insignificant but how do you feel about the a-wing and x-wing um, they're cool. They're kind of just there. 
Um, and they, they have like sound effects that make noises. But the centerpiece of everything is the Millennium Falcon. Of course. It's basically the whole area is leading you to the Millennium Falcon. Everyone wants to go to the Millennium Falcon. And here's what I will say. Uh-oh. This is my big complaint with the land. Uh-oh. And it's targeted towards that area where the Millennium Falcon is. First of all, first time I was in Galaxy's Edge, I showed you a picture of you this. You did show me the picture. The door was, there's door Like was a utility open. door. Yeah, utility door was open to like shacks and stuff that were outside. And I was like, thanks, Disney, for ruining my immersion. Like, this door is completely open. You I was should post disbelief. that picture on social on our social media. Okay, I will. So everyone can check there. Everyone needs to see this. It's a crazy picture. I couldn't believe that. I was like, happened. why is this here? And usually the line for Millennium Falcon will go over, will be there, like right in front of it. Like and where that area yeah. is. Um, I can't remember if it was there when that door was open. I would assume not, but you know. There must have been a real emergency. There had to be a something. reason it was open. I don't know. So, so but it was open. complaint number one. But here's my complaint. Okay. Okay. Now, Disney always has more people than they can actually fit on the queues. So there's always an extended queue, right, okay. for any ride. Especially new Star Wars rides, they're going to have an extended queue. And the extended queue for the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride goes in front of the Millennium Falcon. So there's hordes of people lined up in front of the Falcon. And so if I want to get a picture of it, there's hordes of people (laughs) in front of the fence that's already in front of Millennium Falcon just lined up in front of it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, you don't line people up in front of the castle. Like, it was crazy, Angelo. But that's only it's only like that in the mornings, right? No. Cuz you usually have an ex- only around 6 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. is when the Millennium Falcon or 4 p.m. like around the evening cuz Millennium Falcon is very front loaded, but you'll the line will decrease and then you'll start to get into the queue. But usually it is outside the queue. That's I would say very rarely is it actually inside the queue at least when I was there. Okay. Um but yeah, I was like this is not cool. Because I wanted to get a picture without people in front of me. <laughs> and it was impossible. Um, but if you go like in the evening, you can ch- try to get a picture without anyone in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> Ray will be like hanging out by the Millennium Falcon or Chewie, you know, like fixing it. Oh, like on like the, the barricade. Yeah. And that's I'm like, cool. that's cool. So those are your first impressions overall. Anything else? So that was my first impression. We get and it's, into the gritty. Really, it's, oh, it's too many people. <laughs> like, there needs to be more aliens, droids, for it to really feel like Star Wars. Like, the setting feels like Star Wars. Yeah. But I need, like, the aliens. Well, they are droids. testing R2 They are right testing now. R2. But they're testing R2 by the launch bay, which I guess, I mean, if you're I testing I saw them in Galaxy's Edge on a video. Did you, was it in Disneyland, though? I can't remember. I can't tell the difference by just video. Yeah. Because the Disneyland, seeing like now videos from Disneyland, it looks slightly different. Like it's just slightly off from <laughs> Disney World. But overall, the, it's very similar to Pandora. Like I get the same feelings when I'm in Galaxy's Edge as I do when I'm in Pandora. And Disney's really going after that like immersion. But the difference with like this and I think Harry Potter is where when you're at the Harry Potter world, I feel like I'm in the Harry Potter movies, right? I'm living out the movies. Okay. Whereas with Galaxy's Edge, I feel like I'm in the world of Star Wars, not necessarily in the movies. Okay. And that's actually a thing I liked about it. Because when they were announcing it and you don't have like Darth Vader and Yoda and all these like classic characters that you identify right, with Star Wars. it's just a sequel trilogy. You're stuff. like, is it going to feel like Star Wars? But I actually think that benefits the land because it makes it feel like you're in the world of Star Wars and you're not in something designed to make you feel like you're in the movie, right? Okay. Which I really liked. No, like yeah, that ha- does sound like... Because that's the, their whole reasoning, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. was they want it to be so everyone could be canon. Yeah, and I actually, I was kind of disappointed that they weren't doing, like, Hoth or Endor. Like, it was a known planet. They right. made a Batu, But I actually preferred it because it's it's something... You feel like you're in Star Wars and it's this new planet you haven't really, like, seen in the movies... And you can just hang out with a, a bartender at Oga's Cantina, and it's like, that's cool. No, yeah, it's I can't wait to go. But So overall, Kevin, verdict on Galaxy's Edge. I think it's really cool. I think it's success. I do not like that it's in Disneyland. 
You can st- people oh can fight God, me on this. Kevin, you're gonna die on this hill. That I, it should have been in California Adventure. I do not think it should be in Disneyland. Visiting the now, Disneyland Park. Yes, I do not think it should be in Disneyland Park. I think it needs to be removed. They simply just. <laughs> that's a really hot take. <laughs> because I just I don't think it fits with the magic. Like if it was in Magic Kingdom, I'd be like, no, because it just doesn't fit like the whole land aesthetic. It's it's its own thing. And it needs to be in California Adventure. Final take on that. I mean, California Adventure doesn't need to be in California Adventure, so. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have removed the California part of California Adventure, really. Now it's just stuff we own. <laughs> yeah, the property park. Pretty much. But what I was surprised by was the cast members. And there's really good cast members that are at Galaxy's Edge. Like, the bartenders, especially at Ogus Cantina, are, like, top yeah. notch. They're so good. They're like they're bartenders, but it's like Star Wars bartenders, and it's it's just awesome. So I what exactly it. are they like telling you stories and stuff? Like, they don't really tell like? you stories, but they're like greetings, traveler, and you're like, yo, what up? And That's then cool. <laughs> they like throw your things at you, and they'll have if you interact with them, they'll have like a whole interaction with you, and then they'll like make sure you pay, and it's like <laughs> it's really cute. Um, but I like the bartenders. The rest of the um, cast members like walking around the park. I thought they'd use the lingo more. Like, no one said, like, oh, the refresher is over here, or the hydrator, or bright suns. Like, if I said bright suns to somebody, they would repeat it back. But no one, like, went out of their way to say bright suns to That's me. interesting. It was interesting. Also, I was there at, like, peak season. We were there for New Year's. So, so there's like, probably a lot, of, lot people, of people. And they were probably really tired, too. But then, so they have these porgs that are, like, magnets that you, you put a magnet on your shirt and a pork sits on your shoulder. Okay. And they're very popular. Everyone has them. But a lot of the people that work at Galaxy's Edge also have them, right? And so Thomas had a porg on his shoulder. And this guy's like, yo. Not yo, but. (laughs) And this guy is like, you have a porg. What is your porg's name? And Thomas is like, Moof. That's what he named his porg. Okay. And they're like, I have a porg. His name is Jeff. He's not here right now. He's at home watching movies on the television. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, that is the most un-Star Wars sentence I have ever heard. My porg is watching movies on the television. That's an interesting approach. Right? I've never heard something like, what is that? That's not Star Wars. I was blown away. I, I literally leaned over to Thomas and was like, I don't think that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. That so was a cast member? This was a cast member. Did that ruin your immersion, Kevin? It ruined my immersion because I was like, you have televisions in a galaxy far, far away? This is like a weird conversation we're having. <laughs> so, but you said if you interact with them, they would interact with you. Yeah. Because I'm really interested when I go in about a month because it's going to be very off season. Mm. Like how my experience with that specifically will differ. Yeah. Because I think because you, de- you went New Year's week. So oh, yeah. they were probably like swamped and, and it was drained. It was definitely less crowded because I went New Year's week and then the week after because I was there for two weeks. Right. And the week after was definitely less crowded than New Year's. And um, I wasn't as successful with Rise of Resistance my second week. A lo- Rise of Resistance was crazy. I can't wait week. to hear. We'll get into that. Um, we'll get to that after we go through the ride. But yeah. But the best part, I have to tell you, Okay, so I was at Galaxy's Edge. We're hanging out, right? The moment I was like, okay, this is the most immersive, most amazing, like, land I've ever been to. The moment that happened was when I went into the refresher. The bathroom. The bathroom. These bat, the theming of these bathrooms were on the level of the tangled bathrooms at Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Like, so much thought went into these bathrooms that are essentially like I feel like I'm in a trash dump bathroom, <laughs> but like it's not a trash dump bathroom, but I feel like it is. So wait, so the bathrooms is what is like I feel the like big it's thing? like like a like a place where you like cut up meat and like dis like <laughs> I don't know like a cows or something what? like cattle. It's like a disgusting bathroom that's like a dump. Like the the sinks are basically like hoses that come out of the walls, and I'm like this is disgusting, but like. It's so cool because it feels like this would be what the refresher is like. That's cool. That I just, I can't believe the bathroom is what pushed your immersion. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I came out of the bathrooms. I was like, those bathrooms were top-notch bathrooms. 
That was so cool. So better or the same as Tangled Bathrooms? Oh, gosh. Don't even competition those. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Tangled Bathroom is different. Is good in a different way. The um, Star Wars bathrooms just complement the land. All right, here we are. This is a real Star Wars bathroom. This is amazing. I don't know what anything is. Like, check these out. Now, these could be considered urinals, but in Star Wars world, I, I don't know. So Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I, I wasn't okay. a big fan of this ride. I, I, I still am not. I've ridden it three times now. I've been a pilot twice, and I've been a shooter once. I actually prefer being the shooter. Really? Yes. Essentially, Why, Kevin? Essentially, it is a video game, but, like, not really. I would describe it as a little bit more of a video game than Star Tours. Because, to be honest, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know how much you're really controlling. Like, I don't really think, like the pilot is. I don't know how much I've you're really heard doing. That the pilots do like, a can lot, make or break the ride, but it's still like the same story and layout. So, like, well, yeah, the only thing you're losing is points or gaining points. Like, you're really not going to crash, so you're really just no kind of suck with the ride, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended, but I, you're really just losing points, gaining points, and the pilot, you're really just moving slightly. What's going on? I don't know. I was a little... I felt... Let me just say. I felt as the shooter, I was making more of an impact really? on the ride than as the pilot. That's really Maybe I'm just a terrible pilot, <laughs> but I felt I was doing more as a shooter. The, the queue is cool because you're, you get to see the overview of the Falcon. I get to look at the top of it. Then I get to go see... Um, Unaga, whatever his name is. Hondo? Hondo. <laughs> you get to see Hondo. Um, and he's cool. His animatronic is top notch. Um, and then you get to go into the Falcon, which is really cool. You get your jobs. Um, just be in the front of your group and your pilot be the, so it just goes in the order of your group. Cause the, the pilot's always the first two they hang out. Then the second two is the shooters and the second right. two is the engineers. Um, and actually the, the, um, third time I went on, we had an odd number and they had a single rider join our group. He was really cool. Shout out to the guy. I don't know your name, but he was cool because he starts. He's like, guys, I will be the best engineer. I won't let you down. And I'm like, this guy is representing. Did he right let here. you down? Not. I don't know how. What? I haven't been an engineer. I don't really know what they do. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he did not let us down. And then he took our picture at the end. He's like, guys, I can take your picture. And we're like, okay. Well, that's cute. Um, so it, it's fun, but it's like, honestly, it's about the same as Star Tours for me. I've heard a lot about the ride since that's the one that's been out for yeah. a long time and i've heard like you said the video game thing like doesn't go as far as it could obviously mm -hmm. but at the same time like obviously you can't have like a ride fail yeah 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 but like i don't know it's interesting as a concept because it's kind of like mission space but like maybe more in control because mission space just doesn't change anything if you don't do anything i'm glad it exists like it's a ride that i like enjoy but i wouldn't wait more than 40 minutes for it Okay. If, like, Star Tours was, like, 15 minutes and Millennium Falcon was 40, I'd just go on Star Tours. Really? That's interesting. I also have heard that they might do a, um, or there were plans or something for, like, more missions. I would appreciate that. Because being on it three times, I know the mission right now. Because like, it feels it's like the it, same should, thing. It, should, it should be replayable if it's, like, a video game. Yeah. Like, that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Hello there. General Kenobi. Oh my gosh, Oga's Cantina. Oga's Cantina. Let's talk about that. How was it? You said the bartenders. Were awesome. Were amazing. They were quite good. They make the experience. The food, the drinks and stuff, eh. What'd you get? Okay. Obviously, so the first time I went, no alcoholic beverages. Yeah. So that's the whole back of the menu and I didn't get. And I wanted the souvenir. I wanted the porg drink that comes in the porg. But you have to buy the souvenir pork mug with that. And it's like $30 for a drink. And I was like, so we ain't doing that. <laughs> but basically, if you're not looking for an alcoholic beverage, they have like snacks, which I didn't get. I didn't get any of the food. But you could get a concoction or a provision. Okay. And I didn't know what the difference with these are. But I can tell you from now knowing, it's like the concoctions are drinks and the provisions 
or Jello. Um, <laughs> what? So I got um, so the first time I went, I got a concoction, which was the blue bantha, and that's basically blue milk with a cookie on top of it. And it's like a vanilla butter sugar cookie that was like fine. It was like a decent cookie. Um, but the blue milk. The blue milk, Kevin. This is what I've been waiting for. I liked it. I really yeah? liked the blue milk. Um, it didn't taste like what I thought it was going to taste like. What did you think it was going to taste like? I don't know. Like milk. But it's still, it's still like I drink it and I'm like, this could be milk. Like on a different planet. It tastes like almost um, yogurt. But like really? with like proteins or whatever they Because what I'm imagining is almost like a milkshake that's like from fruity, which I guess is just a smoothie. Well, it doesn't taste like, well, at least to me, it doesn't taste like milk because I don't think they use milk. They use like a coconut milk or something like that. It's still milk, right? <laughs> yeah, but it, I didn't get like that milky taste. Okay. Um, I did not try the green milk because I heard it tastes like grass and I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. And I heard that the alcohol really makes the the good, the milk good. Like, people loved the alcohol really? in the milk. Was what I was hearing from people who were passing by. I was like, dang, you could spike the milk? And they were like, yes. Well, I think they sell that. Yeah, they do at the yeah. milk stand. Um, and then the second time I went, I ordered a provision, which was Oga's Obsession. Now, at the time, I did not know what a provision was. So the bartender I had was like, that's a provision, right? You know that? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> and then you did it. <laughs> and then I receive what is jello with dried fruit on the top and cotton candy. Honestly, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The jello was good. It has those they have like these balls that have like I don't know, like a juice in them that they put in their a bunch of their drinks and it was at the bottom of the jello. Okay. And those are cool. I just didn't like the dried fruit. The dried fruit and the jello did not mix well. I didn't like that. So I kind of like scooted the dried fruit off of it <laughs> and just ate the jello and the cotton candy was good. Um, yeah, but it was interesting because I thought I was getting a drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what this is, right? Of course. <laughs> and then I got um, the Hyperdrive Punch It, um, from, which is all another drink for my third time going. And it's basically Blue Powerade. Hmm. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Um, I think there's something else in it, like Sprite or something, but it's just it just tastes like Blue Powerade. It was good, though, but, like, I think of all the things I got, I preferred the Blue Milk the best. Um, but they also have things that they put dried ice at the bottom. I didn't get one of the these. The Fuzzy Tauntaun, I've heard. And they, like, bubble, and those are really cool. I like when it bubbled. Look but that. I breathe in the ice when I'm sipping from it, so I just didn't, like, I wouldn't get it to drink, personally. Because I don't like breathing in the ice. Is that dangerous? I have no idea. Probably not. It's Disney, but I just didn't like. <laughs> the, I didn't you. like it getting in my lungs. Um, yeah, but overall, the cantina is really cool. Sometimes, like Rex will break the place, and they have to like smack things in order to get it to go again. <laughs> um, yeah, how is the DJ Rex or the original DJ Rex. driver of Star Tours or pilot? DJ Rex was quite awesome. His music really, because like. The music's what makes the place like pop. Like you walk in, you're like, dan 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 and I'm like, yeah. And they play da, the da. classic Cantina song. They do play the classic Cantina, but it's like a remix. DJ Rex like, yeah, remixed version of it. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Um, and then other food I got, um, we got I got Moof Juice for breakfast, which was basically like a citrus. It was at Docking Bay Seven. Okay. And it was like a citrusy juice, and that was actually pretty good. I enjoyed that. I had the solid block of eggs and cheese, and I had the cinnamon roll. And the cinnamon roll was like, cinnamon roll, it was fine. And then the block of cheese was interesting, and I did appreciate eating it. It was good? It was a, no. But it was a, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> no. But it was a good consistency. No, I shouldn't say good. It was an interesting consistency. Oh, Jesus. That I appreciate. I felt like I was on an alien planet, and they were handing me whatever was at Docking Bay 7. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt on theme. What, so what other foods did you eat? And those were the foods. Those were all? Because um, Thomas really likes, my brother Thomas really likes Pizza Rizzo's. So <laughs> for some reason we had to leave Galaxy's I've never Edge. met anyone <laughs> who goes to Pizza Rizzo. Right? And he always gets disappointed when we go and it's closed. It's off season. But I'm like, nobody likes Pizza, Pizza Rizzo's. Pizza Rizzo's should always be closed. <laughs> Thomas would disagree. <laughs> but um, he wants, so we have to leave Galaxy's Edge to go to Pizza Rizzo's. Um. Which is like, okay, pizza. I shouldn't even say okay. It's like fine. It's like there's eight other places. It's you edible. Can go for the pizza for pizza. They don't Just go to pizza? Epcot for pizza. 
Oh yeah, we did the. We actually went to there for like the Italian. Dude, that place is so good. Oh, it is Epcot good. food is. So overall, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge food. Overall, Galaxy's Edge food is fine. It is space food. It's very similar to the Avatar food because it's space food. Yeah, um, but nobody cares about Avatar. I wouldn't. <laughs> so nobody knows the food. <laughs> it's like I wouldn't go out of my way to eat there, but it's fi- it's like fine. Um, so how did you feel about you went? Did you went to Doc Ondar's? I went into moment. Doc Ondar's. It's very crowded. Um, there's some interesting That's stuff like to look at. That's like the expensive novelty Star Wars like replica shop, basically. Yeah. And there's a line if you want to get a lightsaber, you have to wait on a line. Really? It's outside of Doc Ondor's, yeah. Wait, really? Oh no. Hopefully not I go that time there because <laughs> I just want to play with all the lightsabers. Um, and then I bet if I go in the morning, because nobody's gonna go to the lightsabers in the morning, right? So I'll just go there and I'll be like, "Can I look at every lightsaber you have?" <laughs> and then um, the droid depot is depot. Depot. <laughs> the droid deep. I call it. The, do you call it the experience? Home Depot? No. That's what I call it. I know it's the Home Depot. Really? But I like to say the Home Depot. I've never heard someone say the Home Depot. It's like a me thing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know it's Home Depot, but I just like saying Depot. Anyway, the Droid Depot. It's cool. You get to go in there if you're not actually making a droid, but you can't go past the fence, which I appreciated because I like to look at it and not actually pay for things. Um, Kylo Ren comes out sometimes. That's so cool. The First Order propaganda. That's also cool. Gang, gang. And overall, I'd say it's a nice addition to Hollywood Studios. My monkey. Let's go to Rise of the Resistance. Let's talk about Rise of Resistance, Angela. You have a whole page. We on are going to go through Rise of Resistance. You have not written it. Nope. You know not that much about it, no, right? Just the initial stuff. And we're going to go through it, and I'm going to take you. Second by second through. Second by second, okay. <laughs> through Rise of Resistance. So tell me about the boarding pass experience leading up to getting So let's home. talk about boarding passes. The ride. So you have to get a boarding pass in order to get on Rise of Resistance, right? Usually if you're um, under group 114, I believe, you are guaranteed. It's 115. If you're under group 115, you are guaranteed to get on, usually. It does specify that just because you have a boarding pass, you're not guaranteed entrance. But usually if you're in boarding group under 115 and you do not get on, they'll give you a pass that lasts one year to come back to Hollywood Studios so you can ride Rides of Resistance. Um, okay. Basically, That's interesting. here's how it works, Angelo. You get there really early in the morning. There's a crowd of people. How early? Um, I got there the first time I went. Around 5 a.m. Park opens at 7. <laughs> and you just stand there and wait and wait and wait. And I met the most Karen Karen I've ever met in my entire life. She just kept talking to the employees or the cast members and was just being a real Karen. Wow, and what was she they doing? started letting people in. And just a second before us, they started letting people in on the other all the way on the other side. And she starts going, they're letting them in. Why aren't you letting us in? Let us in. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Karen, calm down. And I think she heard me talking about how much she was at Karen because she gave me a look. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> After I talked about her being a Karen. So, hi, Karen. I'm glad you're you listening. You talked about her behind her back, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Angela, no. she was such a Karen. It's not even funny. Um. So, hey, what's up, Karen? Um, I'm sure she's a listener. I'm sure she's a listener. And if you aren't, she's a real Karen. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yeah, she's being a real Karen. So you get in. So it depends how early they let you in. It's a varying thing, depending on how they're doing it. Um, I got in at 6.30. We got in at 6.30. Usually you get in at 6.30, and you go in, and they let you either up to the Chinese theater, or they'll let you up to where Frozen is, depending on the day. Um, it was different both times I went. And then at 7 o'clock, boarding pass is open on the app. You are to rush onto that app, get that boarding pass for your group before they are gone at 7 o'clock. If you miss it, you do not get a boarding pass that day. Wait. So on that every, one more time. You have, <laughs> so you have to be in the park in order to get a boarding pass, right? That's why they let everyone in at 6.30. So you can get there at whatever time you want to. Just make sure you're in the park at 7 o'clock. You need to be in the park at 7 o'clock in order to get a boarding but pass. But where do you go? What do you mean? They Before won't the let you pass pass. the Chinese theater. The boarding pass happens on your phone. 
So on your My Disney Experience app, you go in. But it knows you're in pass. the park. So it knows you're in the park because your ticket has been scanned. Okay. And right? then you can register for the boarding pass on your phone. Yes. At 7 o'clock, it goes up and you can get your boarding pass. So every single person who is in the park at 7 o'clock is going to get a boarding pass. And get to have boarding pass. Um, here's be done, doing it twice. I'll let you know a secret tip. At 6.59, force close the app, the MyZ's, and then at 7 o'clock, open the app after it's force closed. The app will kind of restart. That is how you'll get it faster. You'll get it faster. You'll be the first one in if you do that. Okay. Because it will reboot and it, it shows up faster. Why? I guess appy things. But that's how it works. Um, so do that and you're golden. Like my, we were ended up being rewarding group 107 on my second time. Because Ooh. we were 40, but I made the unfortunate error <laughs> of not including one of my members of my group. In oh, my. You probably thing. could have just told them. So that's what I was going to do. I'm just going to go to a guest experienced thing. But I was talking to my cousin. And she said that they actually probably would not have let you. Yeah, I it. think they would have. Because they're really crazy about Rise of Resistance. I don't know if they would let you. It's up to you. But we just... I shut down that heaven ad, and we went in and we got like 107. Was that the scariest experience of your entire life? That was the scariest because I got there at 6 a.m. So do that, get there early, and so I'll tell you about that experience of Rise Resistance in a little bit later. Um, but that was the day the ride shut down, and so at oh no around 7 p.m. they called boarding groups. I would say from 50 to 114 all of them at the exact well not the exact same time but in the same like 30 minute window so hordes of people were trying to get on rise resistance all at the same time wait why it was crazy because the ride shut down it's a very complicated ride so let's talk about that ride all right let's go so so rise of resistance is the most immersive awe-inspiring thrilling ride scary ride i've been on in my life really oh like, i didn't know if, <laughs> i literally didn't know if kevin liked the ride or he not, did not i didn't right tell now. him anything and really? let me tell you so the ride itself it's a dark ride okay Pretty standard. It's very similar to like if you go on Ratatouille. The How ride. similar is it to Dinosaur? Not similar. I mean, kind of. I guess it's a dark ride. There's like show elements. Are there dinosaurs? But it's very similar to. <laughs> it's very similar to Remy because it's a trackless ride and you're going through like these. Kevin, not all of us have been to Shanghai. I haven't been to Shanghai, but I'm telling Which you, is it in? if you've seen it, it's in Shanghai. Oh, yeah. But it's, if you've seen the videos and stuff, it's very similar to that. You're in a trackless vehicle. Okay. That's what you imagine. But the immersion, Angelo, it's the best pre-show you'll ever do in your entire life. If Power Run doesn't beat me up on the ride, <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed now. It's the best pre-show you're going to be on in your entire life um, because it's just the experience. I wouldn't even, I would say what's great about this ride is it's an experience. That's the best part. It's just a great experience. It's what they promise this hotel is going to be like. It's like, I feel like I'm in, I'm experiencing a Star Wars story. I feel like I'm in the middle of it. I don't feel like I'm in like some like, I feel like I'm in the movie. It's like if you watch The Last Jedi and I feel like I'm actually in the movie and yeah. I'm like engaged and it's, it's really cool. The ride itself, I think it's just like, it's good. It's enjoyable, but it's not like the, as amazing as like the experiences. So, as a whole. so let's go through from line to exit. By the way, we're going to talk spoilers for Rise of Resistance. So exit the video now. We encourage you to go ride it and come back to us. Or if you don't care, you want to hear about the amazing ride, listen on in. It's pretty cool. So you enter, and it's basically similar to Pandora, the first oh, part of the queue, no. where it's outside. That's my least favorite part of the <laughs> queue. <laughs> See, it's outside. That's the worst <laughs> queue ever. It's just rock. No, just the outside part. Okay. Is uh -oh, very this similar. is a bad start. <laughs> oh no! But it's very similar to Pandora. You go under a waterfall. I'm like, that's the backside of water. It's pretty cool. I know we we're on the jungle cruise. And then you go through these like caves where the resistance are like hiding their stuff, and you see like what I can only describe as like Finn's bubble suit that he has in the Last Jedi in the okay. beginning. Um, and then you see like Poe's outfit. You see all the kind of cool stuff. Um, 
It's pretty cool. I actually really liked the queue area. And get this, Angelo. What, Kevin? I'm There's ready. places to sit. So when you're waiting on the line, if it's a long line, I can sit down like because they, they there's like a there's a, a like rock? an outcove in the rock, so it's like a bench, like throughout the inside queue. So you, I could just sit down. That's and sick. That the, makes sense canonically too, because it's like that's where all the troops would sit, right? And the um the problem though is that well when I was on it was the ride the line was moving too fast that I would sit down for two seconds and I'd be up again and I have to move. And yeah, I'm like, oh. They should put more people in the lines. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, it was a great queue. So then once you get through the queue. Is it just the rock stuff? It's the rock stuff and then you go inside or and just it's the like tunnels the inside of the resistance, right? The queue is like, whatever. But a part of the queue is a freaking pre-show and we're about to get into that. <laughs> okay. Um, so you enter a room and there's like computer stuff and there's a circular contraption in the corner and you call and they close the door, right? So you're like, oh, where are we? Then BB-8 comes out and he's like beep booping and you're like, Wait, what do you BB-8. mean he comes out? So he's hiding behind like a like wall. Like he's in front of me or like? Yes. A robotic BB-8 is in front of you and he rolls out and you're like, oh my God, it's BB-8 because he was hiding behind like those computers and he kind of rolls out. He's on like a level. So he's above okay. you and <clears throat> he's above you. And then you hear incoming transmission from Ray and a Ray hologram appears like a <laughs> in that circular thing hologram? a Ray a hologram appears oh my god <laughs> and Ray is like is the gang all here not actually saying those words but like you get the gist yeah. and BB-8's like beep boop 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 right and it's like ooh here we of are course. we're the gang right um, and then BB-8 kind of leaves for some flight prep and so Ray talks to us and she's like sup recruits what's up how we doing and we're like, yay, it's Ray, right? Ready to fight the galactic Nazis? Then she gives us the gist of what the, the story of the ride is. So the resistance team that's led by Finn has infiltrated a First Order Star Destroyer. So they have infiltrated a Star Destroyer. Now that they have that Star Destroyer, they're aware that the, the First Order is aware that the resistance has a presence on Batu. So the, resist, so the First Order is heading to Batu. That is why Kylo Ren is at Batu. It's because they now know that the Resistance are hiding out in Batu. That's why he's there. And that's why you have all that okay. stuff um, in Galaxy's Edge. Um, and so they are sending a Star Destroyer. How they know this is they're sending the Star Destroyer that Finn is on to Batu. And so they're like, get out. Go. We need to leave. Everyone, like, get out. Right? So they're telling the recruits. They're like, guys, we need to get you out of here because Kylo Ren and the Stormies, they're all coming here. There's going to be a big Star Destroyer that's coming here. So they're coming for us. We need to go. And we need to take you to a secret base on Bakara. Okay? That is a secret base. Kylo Ren. Is that the. I have no idea. Last Jedi? I'm not Last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. But, um,. So Kylo Ren really wants to know this secret base because apparently that's where everyone is, right? Everyone's on the secret base. And so Kylo Ren, that's why he's coming to Batuu because he needs to get the – find. he knows the resistance on Batuu. So he wants to find resistance members and be like, where's the secret base, right? So he's coming. And so Ray is like, guys, hush, hush, hush. The secret base is on Bascara. Don't tell anybody. It's a hush, hush situation. Don't tell anybody, okay? That, that may not come up later. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so basically – Ray tells us that Lieutenant Beck, who's basically um, the same species as Akbar, okay, and Mon Calamari. Is that what that is? He's a calamari. Mon Calamari, I think. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) And basically, Lieutenant Beck is going to escort us and help us escape on like an escape, um, not like a ship, an escape ship, basically, and help us escape to that secret base. So Beck appears on a computer screen, and he's like, yo, my boys, we heading out. And then Ray's like, may the force be with us. And then she goes, peace out, basically. And um, her hologram disappears. Then when she disappears, Poe appears on the screen, on the computer screen. And Poe is like, also. Wait, can I guess? Sure. Poe is like, oh, and about those locked coordinates. That's right. We're in. We're going to the Cretaceous period five minutes before the meteor hits. Yeah, Angelo. This is dinosaur. It? Yeah, I get it. it. You're they dinosaur. Just make it into dinosaur. That'd be so funny. What dude. is with you in Rise of Resistance and Dinosaur? Dude, dinosaur is <laughs> such a good ride. Oh my god! I just want every ride to be like dinosaur. Also, I went on dinosaur. Got a confirmation from everybody in my group that it smells when you enter that room. Stop, Kevin. 
It's such a good stop. Okay, continue. What does Poe say? Okay, and Poe basically, what was weird was he um <laughs> he didn't say anything. He tells us he was told we all look like good, which I thought was really strange. Oh, thank you, Poe. <laughs> that's what I. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, Poe, and he's basically so Poe and a group of X-wings is going to protect our um, shuttle as we go to Bakara, and he's like, okay, guys, let's go, and the computer screens turn off. Doors on the other side of the room open, and their resistance members are like, go, 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 we gotta go, come on, come on. You exit, you're outside, okay? You're outside on Bat but two. There is an X-Wing, Poe Dameron's X-Wing with BB-8 in it. Which, wait, B- wait, wait, like the black and yeah. orange? Oh, baby. BB-8 in it. There's the shuttle you gotta get on. The doors open to that shuttle as you walk up to it. They're like, get on, get on, we gotta go. You enter what I can t- describe as Star Tours. Okay, <laughs> and basically is a standing star tour. So you enter, there's like handles, like you're on a train. You grab on. Lieutenant Beck is in the front, an animatronic figure, like Star Tours. There's a rectangular screen, like Star Tours. And basically, oh my god, <laughs> you're on Star Tours, but you're standing. And there's a there's a screen in front of you <laughs> and behind crazy. you, right? And then they're like, "Good luck, guys!" And they close the doors, right? <laughs> Now our ship's going to take off. <laughs> and so the ship takes off. We're, it's Star Tours. And you're standing? <laughs> and we're standing. What if there's like a grandma? Won't they fall over? What if there's a what? Like a grandma. <laughs> I mean, it's not that. Like We're not like going back and forth, but it's like it's we're moving. <laughs> um, but you have handles. You have handles to grab onto. So we're we're flying away. We're leaving Batu. You see Batu is we're, we're, we're flying away. Is it just the one screen in the front? There's one a screen in the front. There's a screen in the back. But it's like really cool. There's an animatronic figure because Beck isn't piloting the ship. He's actually just like our guide. And there's a pilot in the front too. That's all the way up there. It's like it's really cool. And so. Yeah, and then so you, there's screens on the sides too, like Star Tours, where um, Poe comes in and he's like, yo, what's up, guys? Um, so basically, Beck is picking something up as we're leaving on his radar and whatever. And he's like, raise the shield, something's coming. And you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, what's going on? Then, First Order TIE Fighters come out of nowhere and attack Poe and the gang, right? We're like, oh, shoot. Poe gets hit, okay? Poe's like, I got hit. I was oh, like, no. oh, no. Poe's been hit. Right? Um, and before we know it, there's a Star Destroyer directly in front of us, and we're locked into their um, tractor beam. Tractor beam, and we're getting sucked in. And Poe's like, heck no. I'm coming back for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Poe leaves us. <laughs> Poe just leaves. And we get sucked in. We get sucked into the ship, and Beck is like, whatever you do, do not tell anybody the base is on Bakara. Okay. They just, they just don't tell anybody. They really shouldn't <laughs> have told them at all. We're just troops. Right. We're just recruits. I don't know why they're just like, guys, they're based on Bakara. Like, <laughs> hey, guess where the base is? <laughs> but basically, we're getting pulled into this the tractor beams, and a first order lady appears on our, our screen, and she goes, identify yourselves and prepare to be boarded. And Beck is like, what the heck are you doing? We are a civilian vessel. By whose authority are, is this happening? And then Hux pushes that lady out of the way. And he's like, by the order of the first order. And then he says, resistance scum. And we are prepared to be boarded. So then the screens go off. And then Beck is like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh... <laughs> and the doors, the same doors we entered through, open. Now, I'm sure you've seen this image online but you're now on the star destroyer with stormtroopers a bunch of them just in a line you're in like the you're in the docking bay you're in the docking bay of the star destroyer and it's this huge showroom and you walk out and then there's um first order people and they're like they're like leave the shuttle immediately let me tell you it's quite scary I've I was getting stressed out because it's so immersive. I was like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> There's stormtroopers are there, and it's like that's so cool. And you see them, and then you get put into basically it's a line and like prepare to get into. Is it stormtroopers who are telling you what to do, or just like imperial? It's like, imperial officers. Imperial officers. They're like get in line, and they're really mean. <laughs> and they're in character. I wonder why. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, you go in these lines, and basically. You're going into an interrogation chamber, so you're just waiting to go in and they ask you where your lines are. Wait, like one by one? 
you're going in. What do you mean one by one? What do you mean you're like going? You're going in. So you're in a line to get into it. They're like they're telling you you're going to go into an interrogation chamber, and so you're in these lines. You're waiting to go into the interrogation chamber. Wait, I'm confused. You're in a line waiting to what? I just go on a line. So we're in a line. Are there other people in the line from before? Yeah. So there's a group that was ahead of you too. Okay. So you're like your group that you're with. What they a went, crazy! F- they want this adventure with you. You're with a set of people, and so I'm in. We're we go in, and you the person's like, "How many is in your party?" Blah blah blah. They're very mean to you. They're all in character, and then you get a color. So it's about four people on a color, and you have to remember your color. And then they stand you in a line, and you can't look down because they're like, "Remember your color, resistance scum." And they're like, "They're like, what's your color?" And you have to know like around the spot of the yellow you, because <laughs> um, that's gonna come into play. So then you enter your interrogation chamber. And you go in like this triangle room and you walk all the way down and they close the doors and you look up. Is this with your whole group? Your whole group. So you're with the same group that you're kind of with. In the okay. Beginning. So you go in with your, you go in this triangle room with your whole group and you look up and then there's Kylo Ren and there's Hux and Kylo Ren's like, you will tell us where the base is. And Hux is like, yeah, you're going to tell us. Right. Um, <laughs> and then what's really cool is you see their shadows too. Because, like, they project their shadows, too. That's cool. And it's like, ooh, they're real. And he's like, you will tell us. And then there's, like, disturbance. And then Hux is like, Kylo, you're needed on the bridge. And he's like, he's like, don't go anywhere. And he walks away. Then the wall next to you starts to get burned. And it starts to get burned into the shape of a door. And then that door, like, pans out like someone was lasering into it. And it goes out. Then there's two people and they're like, we're with the resistance. We're with the resistance. Come with us right now. We're going to help you escape. And you're like, oh, shoot. Uh, Here we go. And you get, remember your color because you're getting on the ride vehicle of the color that was yours. So you get in line. So you get in your ride vehicle. The ride's about to begin. Finn appears. I he, the ride began <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Finn, <laughs> Finn appears because this is the same Star Destroyer that he and the other resistance right. members hacked into. Right? And he's, he's in a stormtrooper suit and he's like, guys, we're going to get you out of here. Okay. The goal is you enter like a droid kind of like, you've seen the, the ride vehicle. Yeah, it's like a droid vehicle. at the head and it's like a droid thing. It's supposed to be like a transport vehicle. And the goal is to get you down to the lower level of the Star Destroyer because that's where the escape pods are. And they're going to get you off the Star Destroyer and back onto Batu, hopefully. Okay? So you enter the, the, you're on the ride. The doors behind you open. Your, your car backs up. And there's two cars in this room that you're in. So you're consistently, usually with these, the other two, other car. But sometimes you get separated. It's pretty cool. But so then your cars back up into a showroom, and then you do what's called like a dance with the droids. And there's another droid there, and it's like, it's like boop boop boop, and your droid communicates. And then the droid that you're in's like, it's just prisoner transport. We're all good. And the other droid's like, okay, we cool, we cool. So then you rotate away, and we go down a hallway, and we're going down hallways. We're seeing some cool droids and things. It's really cool. It's the show building's amazing. It's like a cool, immersive dark ride. Then there's some stormtroopers, and they see you. They're like, oh, those are the the resistance spies. And then they start shooting at you. Freaking lasers are flying at your head. <laughs> <laughs> and so the lasers are flying at your head. You're backing up down hallways. And then you get to that hallway that I'm sure you've, you've seen with the big AT-ATs or AT-ATs. AT-ATs. And they're huge. And you're like, oh, shoot. This is crazy. Um, and you go to a door, you're going in between them. People are, they're shooting at you. So lasers are flying by you. And then you get to a door that you're, cause you're going to down a hallway to exit. And then that door clams shut. Oh. You're like, oh shoot. Then you back up into an elevator that takes you up into this, this, this room is huge that you can actually go up. So now you're about like the top part of the AT8 of the ADATs. You'll see an animatronic Finn in his stormtrooper outfit, depending on where you are. And then, um, the stormtroopers see you again. They begin shooting you back up. It's crazy. And then you get to where the you enter the room where the bridge is, and you see Kylo Ren and Hux. And what has now happened has the resistance has caught up. Poe has come back, and they're here to save you. So there's a a battle between the resistance and the First Order going outside the the window of the. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, there's a battle going on outside the window, and Poe and Kylo Ren's like, they won't escape. He turns around, he sees you. You're like, oh, shoot. And he goes, you won't escape. And we back up. Then you back up, and you're going through hallways. You're going down hallways. Kylo Ren's following you until you stop. You see Kylo Ren. His lightsaber comes out. He's walking towards you. You're like, oh, shoot. You back up into an elevator, right, to take you down to that lower level. 
So then we're getting lower down to a lower level, and then his lightsaber goes through the ceiling, and he's cutting through the ceiling. You're like, oh, shoot, he's going through the ceiling. He's going to get us. He's going to get us. You get out of the elevator right on time. We're still going down hallways. Things are happening, and because you're in the middle of a battle, things are exploding because little... X-Wings are shooting the big Star Destroyer, so walls are blowing out. You pass this giant room where there's these giant cannons just firing that are on the Star Destroyer, firing out into space, and you're going, like, in between them as they shoot forward. You're like, oh, shoot, right, we're going to get hit. This is so cool. Right? And then you hear, so you're going down hallways, things are getting destroyed, and Finn's like, all resistance personnel, abandoned ship. It's going crazy nuts out here. And you're like, we got to get off this ship. We got to, he's like, everyone get off the ship. How long is the ride? Um, I want to say like 10 minutes, maybe like the ride. itself. like from, from when you get on that. No, no. When you get on, I want to say t- vehicle. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I want to say it could be actually shorter. Cause like I'm like enjoying my experience. So it could be like, f- I would say around five to 10 minutes. Okay. Um, and then I'm going down hallways and then you see Kylo Ren. It's his animatronic Kylo Ren figure. And he's like, you're not saying he uses the force and he's like moving your vehicle with the force. And you're like, oh, shoot. How are we going to get out of this? Then a ship or an X-Wing or something hits the wall of the Star Destroyer that's behind Kylo Ren. And the wall flies out. Kylo Ren's like getting sucked back, but he stops himself. He's like, no. And he loses control of you. You back up. The wind's going crazy. Things are falling because, you know. The wall just got blown out right. in space. And so we're backing up. We back up. We finally get to where the escape pods are. We go into the, like the elevator room where the, the, the escape pod is going to be. And then we go in. The doors close behind us. You, know, you see what's going on outside. It's like, oh, it's a big war. And then you drop. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> because it's basically a little bit like Tower of Terror. And the floor, you drop. And then it catches you because it you drop out because you're you're an escape pod. It drops out and then it catches you with whatever space thing is that's flying you. And so you drop. You got you get caught and then you fly around the battle until you land crash land on Batu, back where we started. And then the ride vehicle exits that area and you go out. And the exit for the ride is this crash site that looks pretty cool. You see Lieutenant Beck. He's okay. Everything's all good. And they're like, okay, get off the ride. Wait, what's the ending show of the ride? Is there any like, oh, we did it? It's basically Lieutenant Beck. Uh, he's and you see him as an animatronic figure, and it's this crash site where you crash landed, and you leave at this crash site. It's like literally like you just crash landed on this, on the Batu. It's so cool. Who won the battle? We escaped. Yeah, but you're still in Batu, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess they know us. So there. that's the ride. So that is Rise oh, of Resistance. My, that sounds. Am- oh my god, dude! It's crazy. So you think it's? Do you think it's the best ride in Disney? That's a typical. I think it's the most immersive and best experience. What's your favorite ride? Splash Mountain. What's your second favorite ride? I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> but it's just, it's not, it's the most probably technically advanced ride and it's the most immersive ride. Like, it's the most impressive one by far. But like, I think it's not like the one, like, it's not like my favorite ride, but it's definitely like, it's so impressive. And I'm just, it's so immersive. But once you've done it a few times, like my favorite part of going on the second time was seeing other people's reactions because it was their first time. And it was so cool. That's amazing. It sounds awesome. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. And here's one thing. So it's so technologically advanced. They have so much. That's why it shuts down all the time. Because like if one little thing is off, it's crazy. Like the Monday before I went the second time, the ride, the pre-show just, they didn't do the pre-show. And people were upset because that's like the ride really? is the pre-show. But they just didn't. Something was down and they couldn't do the pre-show. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was annoying, I bet. I would be very disappointed if I didn't get to So they got there like 6 a.m. and then didn't get to do the pre-show. Um, yeah. So <laughs> What? That sucks. So, but basically, so if the animatronic Kylo Ren figure goes down, the one you meet at the end, the ride goes into plan B. <laughs> 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 wait, there's a wait. So, oh my there's god, there's a legitimate plan. You've B. experienced plan B. No, I really wanted to experience plan B because the ride was shut down the second time I went on. And I was like, oh my gosh, are we gonna get plan B? Like, so, they just went to plan B. So, what's plan B? So, if the animatronic Kylo Ren figure doesn't work, they go into plan B. Amazingly, it's a very similar setup. It's just the ending with Kylo Ren, and basically, there's no Kylo Ren animatronic, and you get taken into a room. And you see Kylo Ren on a screen in this TIE fighter outside. 
and he's like shooting you, boo, 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 and then he gets blasted away and you back up. So it's very similar, but it's so interesting that they have a plan B in set set up if his animatronic right? isn't working. Wow. They yeah. they built a whole room in case the animatronic fails. Yeah. Would you say these are the most advanced animatronics? I was a little disappointed in Finn's animatronic. Really? Finn's animatronic is quite bad. Like, I would say it looks like some of the presidents at Hall of Presidents, to be honest. <laughs> like, like that was, old? Yeah, I was like, dang. But Ky- the ones that really work are the aliens. Like Kylo Ren, because he has a mask on, he really works. And then Hux is, like, fine. But I okay. wasn't, like, overly impressed with Hux's animatronic, but he was... It was pretty cool. This is General Hux of the First Order. The Republic is no more. Your fleet are rebel scum and war criminals. Tell your precious princess there will be no terms. There will be no surrender. Hi, I'm holding for General Hux. But yeah, so the second time I went on Rise of Resistance, the ride was shut down for most of the day. So they called everybody at like eight p- at like eight, 7, 8 p.m. They called like everybody to board. And it was chaos, Angelo. Chaos. They had the line went around the resistance area. The line went out towards um, Muppets. But it kept it. So that tunnel, it cycled through that tunnel a few times before it actually went out to Muppets. They didn't have like a queue set up. So it's just cast members directing people. And these poor cast. Everyone's upset because they were been here since 6 a.m. And they're it's now 7 getting on. PM. And they're now here at like 7 p.m. trying to get on the ride. And they're all upset. They're yelling at these cast members. I feel really bad for all these cast members. Like my father was kind of upset, and I literally was like, "Listen, they're doing their best. Would you rather you not get on the ride, or you have to wait for this ride, right?" And then I was like, literally saying this, and a cast member gave me the thumbs up. And I was like, Aww. I was like, "Yeah, I got you." Um, but it was crazy. Like and they were like, "Wow, you're so cool." Here's a five hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to Olga's Cantina. Right? They should have done that. <laughs> so anyway, um, people are just yelling at these cast members. Like this guy's magic band wasn't working, and he was going off on this woman, like just yelling at her. And I was like, "This poor lady has to deal with this." Like I can't even imagine. And nobody really knew because the line was just a man-made line, so no one really knew what the wait time was. <laughs> so we asked people. And one person told us it was going to be a four-hour wait to get onto the ride. It ended up being like an hour and a half, but they just didn't know. They were telling us it was going to be four hours. And my uncle was kind of like upset. He's like, ugh, when we were on the ride, he's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And there was a guy that was behind us in the line that like was passing us because we were like passing each other in line. And he was like, yeah, but at least you're going on the ride, man. And then it's like, and they got my... um uncle was like yeah he's like i bet you've been here since 6 a.m too right before we opened right and the guy was like damn right baby (laughs) (laughs) and he just and he keeps talking damn right baby (laughs) and he was he was with his girlfriend or what i assume was his girlfriend could be his wife and he was like hugging her she did not look like she was into this (laughs) but he was like so grateful that he actually gets to ride the ride i was like was this the time there's no pre-show or no no we this was like two days after there was no pre-show but i was like this guy should go to the front of the line. He's like, he's like raising the positivity. It's here because people were so cynical. He should work so bad. there. Literally, I could never work in customer service at Disney Park. I think I just lose it because these people, <laughs> these people are crazy, Angelo. Um, but yeah, and that was a very hectic thing. But I loved watching people's experience of the ride because it's it's really cool experience, and you can hear about it. But, like, experiencing it is a whole other thing. Yeah, I can't wait. So do you think that Galaxy's Edge is, like, way better with Rise of Resistance? Honestly, yes. I think Rise of Resistance, they shouldn't have opened without Rise of Resistance. Really? In my opinion. Um, But I do think the whole boarding pass system is flawed. I think, if because if you don't get there right away in the morning, you don't get a boarding pass. But that's not even, it's, if their ride goes down, you have so many people that are guaranteed to go on the ride that you just have you have to try to get these people on the ride, right? Like normally, if it ride shut down, they'd be like, "Sorry, the ride's down for right now. You can still wait." But then the line would be uncontrollable. I don't know how they'd control the line, so they have to have a, board, a virtual queue system of some sort because the line would just be ridiculous. Right. I really liked it. It's better. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Millennium Falcon. So that was kind of disappointing. And I actually went on Rise of Resistance before I went on Millennium Falcon just because of the way our first boarding oh, yeah? pass worked. It was like 10 a.m. that we actually got on to 
Rise of Resistance the first day. I'm a very casual Star Wars fan. Like, I don't know about the nublubs and whatever the things are. <laughs> but I will say, it is a nice experience. Yeah. I do enjoy being in Galaxy. Just being in Galaxy's Edge is awesome. Seeing, being there, and then me just, like, hanging out, and then Ray like, zooms past me because she's on, like, some kind of mission. That's really cool. I no, feel like yeah. that's awesome because they don't have enough of the characters just walking around anymore. The fact is Ray is walking by me because she's on a mission. Like, that's really cool. Ogus Cantina is awesome. That was probably one of my favorite parts, too. Kevin, what about everyone walking around with lightsabers? What was that like? People really didn't have lightsabers out. But they had them. But they had them. They had the lightsabers in the... So you have, like, a black case that you have, and they kind of have them I'm surprised back. people didn't have lightsabers out. And I was kind of surprised, too. I've seen so many too. pictures and stuff. You showed me that TikTok. Yeah, the good with Ray. Yeah, that, that was, was so cool. cool. Well, it's the TikTok where a bunch of people at, at Disneyland, when Galaxy's Edge, I guess Galaxy's Edge Disneyland, they had their lightsabers over Ray, and like it looked really cool. Go Disneyland! Thank you guys so much for watching. That's been all from the Of Mouse and Men podcast. Next Friday, join us for our new episode. We have new episodes every Friday. Follow us on Instagram and. Subscribe and listen to our podcast every week because we're awesome. And as always, I'm Angelo. And I'm Kevin. And until next time, so long, everybody. What is this? This is called Utine and is a popular song at Rex's Cantina. It's a popular song at Ogus Cantina. I can't tell why. They have these on Spotify? This is on Apple Music I'm listening to right now, yeah. But you can shazam it if you like the song at OS Cantina. Oh my god. We just want to say next week we will be having the Kevin's Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom tour which is the um backstage tour yes. of the magic kingdom and we're going to talk about all about my vacation and what that was like and angela we're going to touch on the big thunder mountain riot of 2019 i honestly can't wait to hear it i'm so it's gonna be crazy i'm so interested that you haven't been able I, to tell me yeah i haven't told angela about it guys get ready it's about to get insane